Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. All right. So, uh, Garen Parkins, co-founder of Nectar Marketing. Uh, please stay with us as we also introduce your partner and co-founder with Nectar Marketing, Mr. David Rowland. How you doing, sir? Doing well. How are you? All right. Welcome back to the studio. You were in here uh, two times ago. We we're here on Chattanooga Business Radio. How was your experience then? Oh, it was great. We uh, we got a lot of good feedback from uh, family and friends and just clients who happened to to view the show and yeah it's been it's been wonderful well good we're glad we didn't scare you off that first time around <laughs> and uh, you're able to come back and join us again here on chattanooga business radio remind our listeners to make sure you're following us on twitter at business radio x and today we're using the hashtag chattanooga business radio i know that's kind of a long hashtag but if your phone is like mine you plug it in once it remembers it so you only have to type it all out one time so all right so let's talk about nectar marketing and what you're doing out there to change the world so garen uh, from your uh, perspective, uh, what, what is Nectar Marketing doing for folks? Uh, well, uh, so Nectar, we really, when we got started, we really wanted to find a way to be the um, the all-in-one resource for for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Uh, we always knew that helping people was was really what we wanted to do, and we knew that there was a lot of entrepreneurs out there that struggled with um, kind of marketing, branding, um, tactics, and and strategy. So we found that. Um, that was a niche that was underserved, and so um, we really wanted to find a way to be that resource for them and give them a, a make make a one man operation look like a twenty man operation. Very good. So you're bringing that experience, that intimate knowledge of uh, the marketing platform, and and able to help that translate to your clients to to better brand themselves and market their business. Yeah, it's you know it's it's a little more than just marketing. Um, we do for our nurture clients, and we'll talk about our nurture program a little bit later in the program, but. Um, Basically, we want to be able to help them align their sales goals um, and their business plan with their marketing plan because it, anybody can go and say, okay, post two, three times a day on Twitter. Right. You know, push that out to Facebook, push that out to, to LinkedIn. But what does it all mean? Mm-hmm. You know, where does it come back to, to the end user? Um, so that's kind of the way we like to take an approach at, at, um, marketing. You yeah. know, we, we, we've talked about, I think a hundred times changing that suffix on the name <laughs> from marketing to maybe business development or something like that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we are core, in, in the core of marketing company, but, um, we do spend a lot of time with, with their numbers and their business plan as well. In my opinion, marketing is a lot like uh, being a chef. You know, you've got your foundation of the plate of food. Everybody can serve a hamburger, but what spices do you add to it? What temperatures and length of time do you cook it? So you're adding your own personal touch to uh, a platform that everybody's out there marketing on some, or has a mar- marketing uh, help. Uh, but again, David, in your opinion, what separates you from the other companies out there and the competition? I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of quality companies out and around Chattanooga, but I think no one's really focused how to make their business work best for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, there's a, a lot of one size fits all, um, type marketing opportunities and businesses out there. And then, um, a lot of people have great strategies for existing companies, um, and how they can improve. But as far as developing a solid platform to where people can get, bang for their buck, um, see a good return on their investment, and as well put their business in a position to succeed um, for the years to come. I think that we've spent a lot of time focusing and developing that process to give our clients, and I think that 
that's what sets us apart. Absolutely. Very good. No, it's good to hear um, a truthful, honest opinion about that. And so, uh, and let's talk about the businesses that you serve. Could it be any particular industry, a one-stop guy, you know, running one shop or, or many employees? What, what, or what type of business do you like to help most, uh, most of all? The businesses we like to help most of all, I think just because it, uh, it kind of tugs at our heartstrings a little bit is that, uh, that person who's, you know, they're working a day job and then they get off work and they go home and they're spending their hours working on a dream mm-hmm. that they want to make come true. Um, you know, that, that person who is an expert at what they do, they're just not sure how to get their brand, their new idea out there to the public. Um, mm-hmm. so we really enjoy working with people who are passionate about what they do, about their brand, about making, the world or even Chattanooga, just a better place. Um, so our business can really work with businesses of, of any size, whether you have a thousand employees, we can help you with conversion optimization and, you know, like converting e- more e-commerce sales. So we can really fit the larger companies, but as well, we can really help the smaller ones, um, just get a grip on, on marketing and how to, how to get out there. Yeah. Very good. Go ahead. Garen, you were going to say, Oh yeah, no. I was just going to agree with David. I think uh-huh. I think that at the end of the day, um, passion is is what we want to be involved with. Okay. Um, so any anybody who who is just really super passionate about what they do or the dream that they want to achieve, mm-hmm. those are the people that we want to be with because and, they're so excited to to spend those late hours. You yes. know, they think about it all day when they're when they're at work and and they're and we know that when we help them actualize those dreams, um, there's kind of a there's, there's a twofold payoff for us. All right. And so when you are working with a client like that and they have these big dreams, your job is to put a plan together for them to achieve those big dreams. Let's talk about some of the meat and potatoes of some of the uh, plans you put together for your strategies to implement. Uh, and any thoughts along those lines? Yeah, absolutely. So the way I, I think we should do this, because the way our process works is David kind of works with the clients in the beginning uh, and gets them kind of ready with with their um, like their their outline, kind mm-hmm. of their their baseline of the information we need, kind of making the written plan and then I kind of take over. So I'm going to let David start okay. at the beginning of the process and then I'll kind of just like I was a real client and I just walked in and yeah, sat down at Nectar yeah, offices absolutely. and I said, I need something uh, to change here in my business. David, what can you do for me? Yeah. So first things first, um, you know, we, we have to get to know your business. Um, you know, like what is it that you, you hope to do, you know, certain things like your target personas. Um, what have you tried to do that hasn't worked? You know, just anything along there. So our first step is we really look at, um, like Garen said, we kind of start with your business plan. Um, we want to see where you want to be. And if we can kind of start there and then work our way backwards, we can help put together the type of plan that's going to help them hit their goals. Um, cause we want to make sure that any of the entrepreneurs or small businesses that we work with, you know, can keep food on their table and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's important when we're representing the marketing or sales of, of their brand that we've put together a strategy that's going to, um, going to fulfill their needs instead of just trying to give them something that may or may not work. And so we spend a lot of time up front researching um, them and their brand, their competition, the local market, um, just really finding out all the the small details we need to figure out how we can best set them up to, to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. So basically once David kind of takes, takes that fold and, and works with them and figures out their goals and, um, and kind of comes up to the strategy. Basically, it comes down to me helping them come up with um, visual representations of their brand um, and maybe just how they want to speak through um, their user experience and the imagery um, and uh, kind of their logo and, and all those branding things. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where we, we take a lot of time and energy to, to try to fit a branding package 
to the client um, specifically because you want to make sure that <clears throat> anytime somebody looks at your logo, they can tell exactly what you do immediately. Um, that's that's kind of a, a big thing. So we start, like I said, with with David and the outline. We get to like these visual elements. Start with a logo and a color palette, and then everything starts to kind of fall in place. Okay. Uh, we move towards kind of making a strategy and a plan for <clears throat> their website. Um, kind of what it needs to accomplish. We like to um, kind of interview employees at, at, at the businesses that we're at. Sometimes, obviously, it's just a one-man operation, mm-hmm. and that's one situation. But in other cases, we like to go around and ask everybody, like, what, what could a website do to make your job easier? Um, getting, getting kind of the whole organization involved in the project, because a lot of times you'll find that these are like closed room meetings mm-hmm. and there's, you know, there's, you know, the, the decision makers on one side and Dave and I on the other side and they're telling us something, you know, that hopefully we're hoping that they have asked all their employees how this website could help everyone. But in a lot of cases, they're too busy to think of that. You right. know, they're trying to fill an immediate need of getting a website that looks good compared to their competitors to make sure that they continue to maintain the brand value that from a visual standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of trying to find out what what can be implemented into the website in terms of functionality that's actually going to make a big difference to the people that are going to be using it. All right. All right. So we're talking with uh, David Rowland and Garen Parkins. We're both co-founders here of Nectar Marketing located here in the Hamilton County Business Development Center. Um, so you've designed their logo. You've created a nice color palette for them. You've encouraged them to create a robust website. Uh, what are some other strategies you might implement to help this uh, organization or individual uh, achieve their marketing goals? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, the, the game's changed a little bit over the past few years. Um, you know, five, 10 years ago, if you just had a website, that was almost enough. And some people think that, you know, when they start their online presence, they'll go and get a website developed, but then they don't really consider what happens after that. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, um, our planning process is, is pretty long. Cause by the time we start your website, we have a year long strategy of what we need to do with different marketing elements to hit your goals. Um, so that way, everything's considered when we build your foundation um, moving forward. And so we'll utilize things um, in inbound marketing like social monitoring or publishing to make sure that you're reaching people on a lot of these social platforms that they're already on. Um, things like email marketing offers one of the best returns on investment that's out there if you do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, really focusing on search engine optimization um, and getting their business to show up on, you know, listings where people are already searching for them. And that's a process that a lot of people don't consider to be a process, but it's something that you have to work on constantly in order to to stay up there. So if you just build a website and set it out, but you're not doing things like blogging, mm-hmm. podcasts, producing mm-hmm. quality content, mm-hmm. um, and really attracting people to your website, then you're never going to advance your position yeah actually i just got out of a client meeting a moment ago and uh the client we like to we like to lead people to kind of where we want them to go instead of saying hey you need to blog and then this big blog word scares everybody yes um, because it's like all of a sudden there's this responsibility and and and, uh it seems like kind of a big task and and talking about seo and kind of organic search and kind of trying to show up for the things that um, people are searching for um, the client kind of was saying, well, you know, is there, is there any way I can kind of put like a tip of the day 
mm-hmm. or something like that. And I said, you know, that's, that's exactly what you want to do. You know, you want to be adding this content through your blog to where when somebody's typing in the keyword phrase or the keywords and the question that you'd answered and kind of elaborated on that organically you show up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just basically deepening your website to cast a larger net um, on, on the web. So. Yeah, making you a trusted go-to source for that particular knowledge that people can find you there. And you used an interesting uh, term right there at the beginning, David, uh, uh, inbound marketing. Can you explain that to some of our listeners out there and the difference between inbound and outbound marketing? Yeah, so outbound marketing's kind of been the traditional mainstay. Um, you know, it's what you see on Mad Men, things like that. You know, whether it's TV ads, radio, it's really just kind of the speakerphone mentality of shouting your message and hoping that somebody's going to hear you. Right. Um, inbound marketing's a little bit of a change in philosophy to where there are a lot of people looking for your business or your service, whatever it is. And so, like you touched on, we just want to build brands as a valuable resource to where they're constantly attracting qualified leads um, and and are able to just have more efficient, better marketing mm-hmm. strategies because they're not taking a shot in the dark with a billboard. We're doing actionable and then very trackable uh, marketing strategies to where we can always make sure that we're improving on um, the return on investment and, and different things like that. You're right. No, but the outbound marketing, that is an old school methodology. It certainly works for certain industries and it's still being used today. But it's uh, almost like, hey, you're shouting at somebody. Hey, look, hey, you over there. Hey, look at me over here. Uh, where with inbound, you're creating a platform over here and people are finding you instead. Right. And and when people come to you through those channels, it teens, tends to be a little more uh, deep-rooted relationship because they they may have looked at you, trusted you long before they actually engaged you. But once they do, they know that you are the authority or the go-to source, whatever that particular knowledge base may be. So exactly. the inbound marketing. Uh, you mentioned something about blogs and that can be kind of a daunting task for someone to think that oh my gosh every day i gotta look at a blank page and then think about something new to write on this blog but you say it really does help uh, connect you to an audience out there and become that authority within your niche uh industry and yeah what are are your thoughts about the blogs it really does um as a as a case study we've experimented sometimes in putting out different amounts of content in different time periods and so we'll go uh Um, Because we never want to mess with our clients and their business. So we kind of experiment with our own. So sometimes we'll go a month where we do very consistent blogs, things like that. And then we'll go a month where we don't do much at all um, just to test the results. And I mean, on an average basis, we drive in over 300 percent more traffic. That's good numbers on the on the month that we um, that we do heavy blogging strategy. So Mm -hmm. if you look up something like inbound marketing in Chattanooga, um the first thing you're going to find isn't a company. The first thing you'll find isn't Nectar Marketing. The first thing you may find is a blog I wrote about four tips and what inbound does for you. Mm-hmm. So if someone's searching for what is inbound marketing, if they find Nectar, that's not going to help them a lot. You know, then they have to talk to us or read another one of our blogs. But then if they find our blog that explains inbound marketing, what it is, how it can help you, then when they contact us, like you said, we have deeper roots, a better relationship. Yes. They see the value in what we offer. And then it's not prove to me why I need this. It's like, hey, what can we do to get my business where you say it can go? Right. Uh, so I see a note here that companies that blog have 97% more inbound links to their website than to companies that don't blog. 97% more. 
I mean, that's uh, undeniable, you know, percentages there. Why somebody should adopt the blogging uh, strategy to get more content? Right. Well, I mean, the reason people don't is because it does take a lot of work. You know, in, in a situation like a television ad or a radio ad, in a lot of cases, um, billboards, you you can make it once and replicate it over and over. You mm-hmm. can't replicate a blog. Yeah, no, it's the same content. Yeah. It has to have new content and you have to continuously um, kind of stay fresh on it. And, and there obviously there's processes um, and strategies to make that a lot easier mm-hmm. on, on people. And, and I think that's really what what we try to do is communicate um, those strategies and processes to make their jobs just easier. And you can coach them through that, put a template in place for them to follow. Because what you see a lot of times is a company or individual starts a blog, and then all of a sudden their last post was 2013. Which is almost as bad as not having a That's what I'm saying. So you either start it and continue it or don't start it at all, exactly. right? Would that be exactly. your advice? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and not, I mean, I wouldn't say don't do it at all, um, and, but I would say just try to find a happy medium of yeah, consistency. So what's a good rhythm then? Is it a weekly, monthly, a couple times a year? As much as possible. Okay. Uh, but, but if, if you, you know, if, if you had to do as minimum as possible, mm-hmm. I'd say at least one a month. Once a month. Yeah. It, I mean, that is yeah. the bare minimum you should ever be right. able to get away And you could find some time, a one, an hour a month, maybe, right. to put it towards your business. You're right. already working on lots of other things for your business. So adopting this blog strategy and it does, it could be a paragraph. It doesn't Absolutely. have to be a, a book. Absolutely. Right. And, and I think it's, it's, it's really easy if you, like I said, if you start developing processes, for example, um, Ask your salespeople. Say, what are some of the questions you're asked in the field? Mm-hmm. What are your What are the objections that you hear in the field? Right. Those are blog topics. They are talking points for One sure. One after the next. Yeah. You know, and you can elaborate three to five hundred words mm-hmm. very easily. Very true. Yeah. Very easily. Right. And uh, kind of what we do here at Business Radio X is blogging in an audio platform. Right. But there are websites out there where you can take this audio, upload it to, and it translates to text for you. Absolutely. Now you have a blog. Now you have a newsletter or an email campaign. Well, podcasts are a huge part. We haven't really gotten talked too much about that. Um, we've kind of been hitting on blogging, but Inbound covers way more than just blogs. What are some other, uh, other than podcasting? Okay. It's a huge one. Probably, I would say in, in order of importance, I would yeah. say it'd be like video podcast. Podcasting, blogging. Okay, um, just because like videos and podcasts are more rich media, anyways. They are. Um, it's a little quicker. I wouldn't say quicker, maybe easier to digest for some people. In some cases, you can put a podcast on when you're driving to work. That's right, working out at the gym or whatever. Right. right. With a video, you actually have to take time to sit and watch and listen to that. You can't right. fold the laundry or make you know grandma's baked cookies, uh, but you can do that. Well, let's do a podcast. Yep. And uh, video is great too. You can see the person, which is always a plus. You mm-hmm. can see the content. It resonates in in more than one of your senses. Right. Right. So that's always a good way to help retention in terms of trying to help them remember the content. So um, those are and then also infographics. It's another it's another good one. Infographics. Infographics. Yeah. You see them all over the Internet, you know, little nice visualizations of 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 statistics uh, kind of supports your point or Mm -hmm. your product. Um, And those are you don't see those as much because it does take a graphic designer some time to kind of put those together. Um, in a lot of cases, what we'll try to do is, is kind of come up with a strategy with, with the client and maybe have like those 12 items up front. We'll mm-hmm. go ahead and make those 12 and have them ready for the year so that, that we don't have to constantly revisit this infographic thing. So I think something important like you guys do here at Business Radio X, the, just because we do the show, you give us you give the people on the show very dynamic content. Like you said, they have the audio clip. They can get it transcribed to blog format. And I think that's the biggest thing. If you make it to where you can put the those pieces of content and show them as puzzles, 
pieces to the part of a bigger picture, it, it can add up um, when you do strategies. So for instance, for months we blogged on inbound marketing, doing different things like those 10 tips, um, how it can work for your business. And by the end of about six or seven blogs, we had enough information for an ebook. Mm-hmm. So we put that ebook together, made it downloadable, and now people see that as valuable. So we'll get email addresses off our website for people to download things like that. So if you can make it to where the blog itself is building towards something bigger, then sometimes people can see the value in it more if they know that at the end of the day, you know, just look at it as you're writing one chapter of a book at a time or, mm-hmm. or different things like that. Absolutely. Right. 81% of all marketers claim that their blog is useful or better. Um, so, I mean, another good number to support your blog and uh, making sure you're doing fresh content out there, not only for your in-house people so they can see that you're actively staying current and relevant, but people who are searching for your business, um, they're out there and able to find you that way. Uh, let's touch on social media here now for a moment as part of your strategy. Do you recommend some Someone adopt you know all 100,000 social media apps or what are the three or four maybe ones that you say are, are must-haves uh, or must-adopt for their business? Yeah, social media is something that a lot of um, kind of like the blogging. If you develop a, you know, a LinkedIn or a Pinterest, but then you're not adding anything to it, then you know, what's the, what's the point? And mm-hmm. so we like to suggest with people to start, um, with a core, you know, some industries are going to appeal to more social media outlets than, than others. So for some clients, we may say, Hey, start with the Facebook and a LinkedIn, you know, let's get those down. And then once we have our strategy to expand into Twitter or an Instagram, then, then we'll do that. And then for some clients, Instagram or a Pinterest might be the most important thing if it's very, you know, photo yes. heavy, rich marketing. And so we really um, kind of advise what platforms they go on, kind of depending on what their product or, or service is. Um, we were meeting with a client earlier today who's a, an attorney. And so being on Instagram might not do him too much. Um, but, you know, being on LinkedIn and Facebook and doing those well, um, you know, it might be worth doing those two things well as opposed to doing six of them kind of. That's a good point. So find some that you're comfortable with that really fits your niche industry and stick to those, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, so, uh, but here's a pushback we get a lot. It's like, man, I, I'm tweeting, I'm Facebooking, I'm LinkedIn. Why do I need Instagram? I've already got all this. And they feel like you're adding more work to their, their already uh, busy schedule. Yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, my, my favorite analogy for social media is like a fisherman. Okay. You know, and if, it just all depends on what you want to catch. You know, okay. um, I think that it's David, David touched on it. You know, not every brand needs every social media platform, but um, I think that if your fish are swimming in that pond for you not to be there, it's just going to hurt you, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that it's just really important that you kind of identify what your personas are, which we talked about that earlier in our planning process. Um, and then kind of see if your personas use that platform. And if they don't, don't add extra work to your plate. Yeah. Um, so. No, I get a lot of pushback here. I'm a big personal user of Instagram, uh, but we have yet as a company adopted Instagram. When they always say, well, we're radio. What do we, you know, won't be on Instagram? Well, we take a lot of photos here for our website and Facebook and whatnot. So why not just add it to Absolutely. the Instagram account? Absolutely. And, no, and, I, I 100% agree in that yeah, case. Yeah. Because, you know, and I, I used to work in Midwest Communications, which is a radio corporation. And I, mean, I was a, the director of digital development for three markets. So I was pretty much the grease between design development and sales mm-hmm. um, kind of helping the salespeople be able to sell the advertising helping the the on-air people um, get get their personal brand out um, because that's that's something that's really important i think people just 
identify more if they can also see you. Yes. You know, I don't think that it's the end all be all and I don't think that it's going to take away. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's an addition and it's a way for people to say, Oh, I know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. That's a cool, the studio looks really cool, you know, and kind of be involved with the brand. Um, so I think that's something you guys should definitely do. Well, I appreciate the uh, backup there on no that. Problem. I'll have to take that to the top and yeah, see what yeah. the uh, management thinks about that. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, interesting stat is 72% of all business executives say social media helps their company close deals. So again, another testimony to the importance of social media, um, and, and certainly go with the big three, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to adapt, uh, WhatsApp or Yik Yak or some of these other social media apps, you can do that as well. It may just, uh, create another spin on, on your business and your marketing strategy. So, um, yeah, when it comes to social media, we really look at it and break it into two categories, um, social publishing and then social monitoring. So it's important to push out valuable content um, to your social channels and things like that. But it's also important to monitor your channels and keep up with people, whether they're liking you or following you or if they're commenting on your blogs or if they have a question. Um, And so some people um, will post and then kind of neglect the other half of interacting with the people. But that's what you're putting it out there to begin with. You're, you're publishing it so that they will interact with it, share it, like it, ask questions. And so you need to stay on top of, of monitoring that and then addressing them because yeah. those, are, those are your qualified leads. Yeah, I think that communication is super important. Uh, I think being able to make those connections directly with your clients is going to mm-hmm. always increase your brand value. People buy from who they like. Yes. If you've ever been in retail. It's trust. It's trust. Yeah. So if you can create that trust through the conversation – um, that, that makes the closing process just so much easier. Yeah. Kind of nurturing that relationship Absolutely. so that when it comes time to actually close the deal, they're not, uh, having several questions still left unanswered or not feeling like they're being embraced, uh, you know, from your side of the table, a hundred percent. And, and they're e- more easily, um, a happy, successful client from that point forward. Absolutely. Right. Uh, and back to the point of the websites, uh, you see some people just put a name and a shingle out there that says, Hey, here's my website. And then other people go over the moon with uh, their design and functionality of the website. Uh, what are your thoughts? as far as like what's the minimal and what's when is too much too much for your website we like to to start and and garen and i probably have different opinions on this because we look at websites a little bit differently um i guess i come more from a like a function seo type of realm and garen comes more from a design user experience type of realm so we like to collaborate and make sure that we're kind of hitting all the the bases with that um as far as there is kind of a bare minimum in terms of uh, industry best practices that are going to allow you to have a platform to scale and grow. Um, but a lot of times it just depends on the on the business. Um, we don't like to bog down a website with something that's that's not useful. Um, so if we're going to be adding any functionality or special things, we really want to make sure that it's going to contribute to the user experience when they come to that website. Yeah. And then you you can design a website that is designed way too much, has got too many moving parts, confuses the the visitor and such. And and you probably would help streamline that for an organization who who thinks that uh, glitz and glamour is the most important thing to the website. When we walk into a sales meeting and I see things moving on the screen pretty heavily, I get really excited. This is going to be quick close. A big pet peeve of mine is when I go to a website and they have a black background. I hate looking at websites that have a black background. It hurts my eyes after about a minute. So I, I'm no marketing expert, but 
but I advise anyone, if you have a black background on your website, change it right away because I'm sure I'm not the only one. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You'd be surprised the amount of people who want a black background. Right. Why, why do they want that, though? Is that because it's different? Everybody, everybody just has their own uh, yeah. sense of what looks good to if them. If you look at a, a website with a black background and you read it for two or three minutes and then you avert your eyes elsewhere, you, oh, that's what you see on the wall. It's like looking at one of those paintings that burns into your brain. Yeah. So uh, those are just my I, two I had cents. A, I had a client recently today where we were going back and forth on whether to have their e-commerce products page set up to be black or white. And uh, I told him that, you know, I thought that it was going to look better and feel more professional as white. Uh, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But his argument was that uh, when he's in bed with his wife, he doesn't want to wake her up by the screen being too bright. And the black screen dims the screen. Okay. So he was like, I know other people have that problem. I mean, that's the reason I want, you know, and I, I kept yeah. kind of having to lead him back to, okay, right, that's right. good. Just but. turn the brightness down on your device there. <laughs> it might help. But yeah. uh, um, another stat to kind of throw out there to our listeners that people will spend only 10 seconds on your website before leaving if they don't immediately connect with your marketing message. So that comes back to the design logo, the mission statement of your business, and the old functionality of your website. 10 seconds. That's not a very long time you have to capture someone's attention. Yeah. You, the, when they come, you've just got one opportunity to make a first impression. And so that's where we like to deliver very clear, concise um, home pages with a lot of our clients to where... Um, most of the websites that we build kind of take on the iceberg mentality to where when you're looking at them from the surface, they just seem very simple, um, you know, not a lot to it to make it easier to digest. And then as you dive down, um, you know, you have plenty of resources and other things the deeper you go. But there's no reason to hit somebody with everything you've got the first mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah. they first come to the site. It's like a newspaper, you yep. know, yeah. Here, here's a little snippet. You want to read more, go to page D2. Right, right. You know, um, so that, that's what the, the, the homepage is, the front page. Is that se. something you guys design yourself at Nectar Marketing or do you uh, outsource these? We design them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can put that plan together, excuse me, help people uh, get a better website design uh, from beginning to an end. You, you guys do that work. Yeah, we, we love to do that. We like to kind of take full control of that and and design around the user experience to where when we build a website, we actually sit down and think, okay, from the beginning and how are they going to come to our website? And then what do they need to see? And then really walk them through the process of, of conversions. Cause a lot of people are very focused on trying to get more people to their website or things like that. Well, if you increase your conversion rate from two to 3%, that's the same as increasing your traffic by 50%. And so we tell people all the time, it's a lot easier just to improve and take advantage of the clients and the leads that are coming to your website than it is to go and try and get a lot more people to just start coming to take care of the people coming there, convert them, and then mm-hmm. build from there. Yeah, and the general public out there, the general consumer, they are such so more educated these days. Everybody's more knowledgeable. No one goes and buys anything, even a toothbrush, without doing a little research on it first. And so making sure you're being sold uh, and seen to uh, right out there uh, is, is, is a great way to start for yeah, your marketing. that actually brings up a great point about kind of responsive web design. I'm sure you've experienced the issue where you try to visit a website mm-hmm. on your phone and then all of a sudden you're pinching and zooming to be able to click links, to be able to, to yeah. read text. Um, that's something that has kind of already been a staple for a few years, but it's something that we like to make sure people know that when they come through us and use use our um, use our product, um, our web design development product, um, that they're going to get a responsive website. Um, recently, Google kind of had the, the mobile getting. Um, yeah. So anybody who who didn't have a mobile responsive website immediately took some hits. Yeah, we had to do that at Business Radio X. We had to be prepared for that changeover, and it took a lot of behind the scenes uh, change. Uh, and our uh, position was: Do we do an app, 
or do we just make our website mobile friendly? And we decided to make our website mobile friendly. That's a, a better a better way to go. App, yeah. dev- app development is extremely expensive, yep. and unless you know, in y'all's case, the, the live streaming mm-hmm. is kind of the big thing for you. But in your also in your case, I think you've got so many other outlets like TuneIn Radio. Yes, you know we use those as the apps. Can right. Stream exactly through that, and people are used to using those apps for radio streaming, so they don't want to have to download your app to stream just your stuff. That's right. That's right. So. Yeah, and that's what we want as uh, the listeners to be able to hear our content easily and, and effectively and not have to go searching for it. And we just want to like one click play. Um, and that's what we think our listeners really appreciate. Uh, uh, as we interview startup businesses, marketing companies like yourself, staying current and relevant, we, we hear time and time again is super important. Absolutely. All right. So we've been talking with uh, David Rowland and Garen Parkins, co-founders of Nectar Marketing. They're located here in the Hamilton County Business Development Center. You can visit them if you have any questions about inbound marketing or want to set up a consultation. Do you guys charge for that? No, we we do consultations for free. We'll even buy the coffee. (laughs) Buy the coffee. (laughs) Consultations for free. You get to come down here to the Hamilton Hamilton County Business Development Center and see the beautiful space they have here. Um, And then once we sit down and you develop a plan for uh, me and my business, how long does that take to come to uh, fruition? And and how long do you stick with them uh, throughout that plan? Yeah, so there's two ways we go about it. Um, We offer kind of more of the traditional agency services to where we have our services and we have an hourly rate and you need us and use us and you know that's that's that Mm -hmm. and then um, we have something we call our nurture program which is um, minimum a year-long contract Um, so that's something where we really get with the business research them and then we focus on what we can do to really grow their business over a year. And so, like you said, just building a website and setting it free, that's not going to do much for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's where we really consider the whole year's costs in terms of content creation, website creation, um, whether it's social posting or anything like that, come up with the year-long strategy and then break that cost into 12 equal monthly payments. So a lot of times small businesses or entrepreneurs end up compromising their online presence because they don't have thousands of dollars to throw, not necessarily down the drain, but into something that they don't know is going to work for them. Mm -hmm. And that's where we sit there and say, um, you know, this is a year long strategy. You're looking at a couple hundred bucks a month. And then ideally, usually we finish that project within a month or two. And then by month three or four, we're generating qualified leads on their online platform to where we're hopefully paying for ourselves because the goal of marketing is to make more off of it than you spend otherwise you're you're wasting your money you're doing it for show and so that's where we really want to give small businesses the opportunity to have the presence they deserve even though they might not be able to afford it yet Mm -hmm. but that's where we like to grow together and do year-long two-year even three-year strategies just to where we can guarantee success that way. We can't right. do it if we build your website and hand it to you. But if you're willing to work with us and, right. and produce content and help us out, then then we can guarantee results. Right. We can spend more time with you um, and kind of help <clears throat> build that relationship. And like we talked about, you know, keeping clients is really important for them to like you. So mm-hmm. uh, the longer we can spend with that client, teaching them um, the process of inbound and the strategies of inbound, um, the more likely they're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why we kind of lock them into a year. Um, and it's been extremely successful for the clients that we've, that we've kind of tested it on um, and they have used it. Uh, it. We've had a lot of feedback. And obviously, any entrepreneur or small business person who comes and finds out that they can get started on a marketing plan for $300 a month, um, you know, that that's 
a way smaller yeah. bite than looking yeah. at like a two thousand upfront cost. Um, so but it really doesn't matter how much you spend because it's. I imagine it's, it's a lot like a fitness routine. I can show you how to do the workout. I can tell you how many sets and reps you need to do on a daily basis. But you still got to put in the work. You still got to do the tweeting and the, and the Facebook updates. You got to write the blog. Um, otherwise, you can pay all the money in the world, and and it's still not going to be effective. Absolutely. So that's where we work very closely with all of our nurture clients to really develop a package that is exclusive and very flexible for them. Um, so with that, there is, we don't offer a one size fits all. Um, we kind of have a base and then from there, it's really getting to know your business. So for some clients, we'll do their content creation as well as their social publishing and monitoring. And then for some clients, they have the ability to create content on their own. And so then we just advise them in the best ways to, to push that out there. Mm -hmm. um, we have one client, the Chattanooga Vapor Company, who we've been working with for over a year. And at first, while they were focusing on growing their business, we were taking care of all their social media stuff, taking pictures, posting it, writing posts. You would do that at, at Nectar Marketing for them? Yeah. So okay. we were doing that for them and growing their presence. Well, over time, they've gone in the past year from one store to five stores in the Chattanooga area. And now they have a lot of employees who are interacting with these people on social media every day. And so it no longer really made sense for us to do their social media because they were all of a sudden they had the capability to kind of do it in a better way on their own. And so we worked with them to help get that social media power in their employees' hands, talk with their employees about what they can do to help contribute. And so now people in all the stores are logged into their social media, <laughs> taking pictures with clients, taking wow. pictures of the products, things like that. And so while we no longer do social media for them, We've helped them develop a system to where they can do it better for themselves. Yes. And that's that's the goal of, of right, all Right, which they this. could have done in the beginning. And I don't know if that speaks to the power of nectar marketing or the power of vaping out there, or that they're growing so many stores. Uh, so A little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love to say it's all nectar, but yeah. they're great guys. I'm sure you had a hand in there. Right. But, yeah. you know, more and more people are vaping these days, and uh, you see it all the time. So Yeah, we definitely caught a good brand at a good time. Right, as they were growing and looking to branch out. And now Absolutely. you said from one store to five stores and, yeah. you know, and very little social media profile now to a very highly, uh, you know, noticeable profile out there in social media. So um, all good steps along the way that they wouldn't have taken on their own unless they uh, sought out the services of you guys. Exactly. Our ultimate goal is to be able to develop a sustainable kind of marketing engine for our clients. Um, you know, Garen and I, as much as we'd like to be, we won't be here forever. And so we, <laughs> we don't want anybody to depend on us. We like to help them get on their feet. Um, right. So once we help them create a, a quality system that's going to hit their goals and they start attracting their leads and then they kind of cultivate their leads and turn them into customers, the, the last step of our process is hopefully by the time these nurture programs have kind of graduated through our system, they may have an in-house marketing company. You know, they may be big right. enough now where it needs somebody to focus full time. Yes. So our goal is just to give them a solid enough platform to where however big they want to grow, they'll never outgrow <clears throat> kind of what we've built for them. That's good. Scalability. Yep. You know, that's that's something that I think in both of our previous um, professional experience we found was always an issue at every brand that we were at. It's whatever they had built for them at the time was obsolete within a year or two, mm -hmm. you know, and it was always dated. It wasn't fresh. It just felt like there was dust on it, you know, um, and being able to make sure from our perspective, being able to make sure that the brands we work with can keep that dust knocked off. Right. Uh, I think that's kind of what we kind of were alluding to earlier, whether it's like, you know, do I blog great for a month and then don't blog the rest of the year? You know, it's not the case, but, um, but yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And we're talking with uh, David Rowland and Garen Parkins, both uh, with Nectar Marketing. Um, you guys have achieved so much success in such a little time, and you've had uh, great effectiveness with your marketing plans for your existing clients. Where do you see your business and yourselves going in 2016? I like the way you said that. We've achieved great success. <laughs> um, I think that... Well, where we're kind of starting to go, and, and I think where Garen and I would both like to go, is just to take one step deeper into working with the businesses that, that we've been working with. Um, from the background that we we come from, we want to really become even a greater resource than we are outside of marketing as far as terms of business development um, and helping out and things like that. And so we've been starting to take on a few projects lately for either shares of equity or shares for you know, online generated revenue. Um, and those are the projects we really like because obviously we get to sink our teeth into it a little bit more. The client trusts us more, has given us a lot more power. And um, and with that, we can really make some things happen. And so I think the, the where we'd like to go in the future is to build our team out, um, which is what we're currently working on, so that we can really help anybody from the idea to execution regardless of what that is and whether it's the marketing or this the business development business strategy you want to bring that all to the table so you can help them there and be a one-stop shop there at nectar yeah so that's the goal whether from yeah whether you have questions about hr or whether you're trying to secure financing for your small business or or marketing, like I said, just really make it a one-stop shop for, for small businesses and entrepreneurs to get their dream started. Yep. I think you will achieve your goals. It sounds very doable, and I certainly believe you guys are passionate about what you're doing, and it resonates with your clients that you've already served as well as uh, you know reaching out to those new clients. Uh, and before we get out, let's start with you, Garen. Uh, your thoughts on Chattanooga, the business community, the business culture, and, and how you enjoy being part of it. Oh, I love Chattanooga. Um, I'm from Upper East Tennessee, Johnson City area, familiar with the, the Tri-Cities, and uh, I'm, like I said, I moved to Wisconsin and worked for Midwest, and uh, my wife told me it was too cold, so I had to find <laughs> another a solution. So um, when David asked me to come down to Chattanooga, I did not know that it had, we had the fastest internet in the country, and I did not know that the kind of the entrepreneur community was was so great. Um, but when I got here, I quickly found that um, there's just a ton of resources that, that you don't find in, in other cities, um, like the internet, like yep. this incubator here. Yes. Um, and kind of the... The community sense amongst the entrepreneurs here, um, it makes you really feel like you're part of something big. Um, no, I concur, and, and, and you certainly are uh, echoing some other words that we've heard here uh, time and time again here in the Chattanooga Business Radio Show. Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited to be where I'm at exactly right now, and uh, I know one day we're going to look back on on this, and, and Chattanooga is going to be this huge entrepreneurial hub, yeah. uh, and uh, and we'll say we were there in the beginning. And Very that's good. Exciting, so. Right. And we can say we interviewed you here on Business Radio X and Chattanooga Business Radio. This will be one we'll put on our wall of fame, I know for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and David, for you, uh, your thoughts on Chattanooga and uh, are you excited to uh, be part of this community and, and not only now, but going forward? Oh, yeah. Unlike Garen, I grew up in Chattanooga over in St. Elmo and then went away for school and worked for years. And just the, the contrast of how Chattanooga was when I was younger and to how it is now is just incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a true symbol of progress um, just in the city um, in terms of what they've done uh, looks wise and then how they've developed this business community. Um, I love it. Like Aaron said, there's just so many people around that are that are hungry, trying to do their their own thing, make their dreams happen. Um, we attend something every, on a weekly basis called Workaholics over at Causeway, where it's just 
most of the people in there have day jobs, but they're all in there from six to 2 a.m. at night working on their side projects. Nice. What are they going to do? So there's so many hungry people around that are trying to better their lives, the cities, um, even the world, some of these guys out here. And so it's just awesome to be a part of that and kind of pull off that energy. Yeah, and I, th- I think I want to add to that because I think probably the best thing for me is that it's not an exclusive club. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody who wants to be a part of, of this entrepreneur community can can join. You know, all you have to do is is want that's it. That's it. Okay. And that's the great thing about just it. Just want to be part of the just club. Just want to be part of the club. Yeah. You know, be there. Show up. Show up. You know, yeah. and all, of a su- all of a sudden, you know, it, it. you have this huge, huge amount of resources that are available at your fingertips, whether it's people or mm-hmm. or programs. Um, it's just, it's super yeah. exciting to be. Yeah. Encourage our listeners. Take advantage of all that Chattanooga has to Do offer because it. Uh, it is a wonderful city full of great people, just like the two we've had in the studio here today. David Rowland and Garen Perkins, or Parkins, I should say, excuse me, from Nectar uh, Marketing. Uh, if listeners want to find out more information about you and your services, how would they do so? You can go to our website at Nectar.com, N-E-K-T-U-R.com. And then you can also uh, find us on Facebook under Nectar Marketing and then on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram was My Nectar. Okay. Yeah, certainly encourage folks to connect with Nectar out there and you can be a part of the Nectar Nurturing Program if that's what you're into for your business or your wannabe business or you're uh, just looking to get more information about inbound marketing. These guys can certainly educate you um, on that information. So thank you so much for taking the time out to join us today. Appreciate you being here on another episode of Chattanooga Business Radio. Uh, so forget about big media ambushes, canned sound bites, and fake pay-to-play interviews. We are pro-business earned media here at Business Radio X. So if your company is doing something interesting to serve your community, your profession, and your market, reach out to us directly on the contact page at businessradiox.com. Thank you, Stone Payton and Lee Cantor. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio.